The previous few Mishnayas talked about different sources of impurity that have the ability to be metame odom letame begodim, which literally means that it makes not only the person tome, but also the clothes that the person is wearing tome. And this is referring to the concept of tumo bechiburin, that as long as the person who is becoming tome from the source of impurity is still in contact with the source of impurity, so the person is actually on the same level of impurity as the source. So the person is also considered to be an avatumor, which has the ability to make clothes tome. And only once the person separates from the source of impurity, he goes down to being just a rishon latumor. This Mishnah lists the sources of impurity that are an avatumor, but the concept of tumor b'chiburin does not apply to them. And therefore, even whilst the person is in contact with the, one of these sources of impurity, he will only be on the level of a rishon tumor, and that automatically means that his clothes will not become tome, because clothes only become tome if they have contact with an avatumor. Hanugea b'sheretz, one who touches one of the eight smallish animals that the Torah lists as being sources of impurity when they are dead, other than these eight animals, it's specifically large animals that are sources of impurity when they are dead. But when we're talking about much smaller animals like snakes and frogs, only if they are one of the eight shirotsim that the Torah lists would they be a source of impurity when they are dead. The substance that comes out of a man's body when he has marital relations and possibly at other times of it may mace. A person who became Tomei from a dead body, the dead body itself is Avi Avesa Tumor, literally the father of the fathers of impurity. And one who becomes Tomei from a dead body is considered to be an Avha Tumor, of him at Sarabhimei somebody who has Tsara'as during the seven days after his Tsara'as has healed, which he has to count. He has to count those seven days to see that no Tsaras comes back, and at the end of the seven days, he is able to go to the mikvah and be fully purified. So during those seven days, once the Tsaras is no longer on his body, although he is still a source of impurity, and an avatumor, it is on a lower level than the Mitzvah that we've talked about in the past couple of categories of sources of Tumor. If somebody touches the solution that contains the ashes of a para aduma, if the amount of the solution that is there is not enough that is needed to sprinkle on somebody to make him pure. If somebody touches or even carries a larger animal when it is dead, the examples until now, the only way that their impurity can be transferred is if somebody touches them. But with regards to an avela, if somebody touches or carries the Nevela, he will become Tomei. And finally, of a Merkov, if somebody touches a Merkov, which is a part of the riding equipment on an animal, the handle of the saddle, for example, if a Zov or somebody like that leaned on it, so he would make it an Avhatuma via Tumas Midros. But unlike the other types of Tumas Midros, a Merkov when it is touched by a person, does not have the concept of Tumor B'chiburin. So even whilst the person is in contact with any of these sources of impurity, Metame Echod Upesel Echod, he would only be a Rishoin Latumar. He would have the ability to make one food item Tome as a Shani Latumar, and if that food item touched Trumar, it would make it a Shlishi Latumar and thus invalidate it. Now the Mishnah limits the concept of Tumor B'chiburin with another important rule. Zehaklol, this is the rule. Any object or item that touches a source of impurity that the Torah considers to be an Avha Tumor, even whilst it is in contact with a source of impurity, 
It's only on the level of a Rishon Latumah. Chutz bin Ha'odom, except for when a person is touching the source of impurity. It's specifically with regards to a person that the concept of Tumah B'chiburin applies, that in the categories that were mentioned in the past few Mishnayis of sources of impurity, as long as the person is still in contact with a source of impurity, he would make other items Tome as well. And even with regards to the person, Peresh, once he is no longer in contact with a source of impurity, so even his impurity goes down to being a Rishon Lutumah, and that's Metame Echod Upoisel Echod, he would from that moment onwards only have the ability to make one food item Tome as a Shein Lutumah, which would make a Trumah a Shadishi Lutumah, and that's invalidated. Mr. Yud Aleph, Baal Keri, a person from whom Shikhvas Zera came out of his male organ, this is the substance that comes out of one's body when he has marital relations, and it can come out at other times as well, and when this occurs, the person becomes Tome as a Baal Keri. And the Mishnah explains that what is the level of this person's Tumar? Kamaga Sheretz, it's the same as a person who touched a sheretz, one of the eight small animals that the Torah lists being a source of impurity. And that's basically another way of saying that the Balkeri is a Rishon Latumar. Ubeil Nida, a man who had relations with a woman who is Tommy as a Nida, this is a severe prohibition, and the Nida is a source of impurity, and one who has relations with her becomes Tommy not only as a Rishon Latumar, but his impurity is Kitmei Mace. It's the same level as somebody who touched a dead body, somebody who became Tommy from a dead body, namely an Av HaTumar. Ella, however, Shechomer Memenu Bel Nidor, a person who had relations with a Nidor, is, his impurity is more stringent than the impurity that somebody who had contact with a dead body has. In that Tumas Midros applies to a certain extent. Shechometami Mishkov the person who had relations with a Nidor, if he would lie down or he would, his weight would be supported by a bed or a seat, the concept of Tumas Midros will allow those things to become Tome. However, whereas in general Tumas Midros causes that which the Zov's weight is supported to become a Avhatumar, over here, that which the Boil Nidor, the one who had relations with the Nidor, lay down on, or whose weight was supported by, it would only become Tumokala, a lighter form of impurity, that is to say, a Rishon Latumar. The Tame Echnumashkim, so it would have the ability to make food or drink Tomei, but it wouldn't make other people or objects Tomei, since it's only on the level of a Rishon Latumar. Mishnah Yudbeis, the final mission of the Masechta, now lists the category of sources of impurity that are on the lowest level. They are only a Shani Latumar. Elu Paisen and Satrumar, the following things only have the ability to invalidate Trumar, meaning the items are considered to be a Shani Latumar. So if Trumar touches them, Trumar is able to become a Shlishi Latumar. But regular food or drinks and all the more so people and items cannot become Tome from a Shani Latumar. And the vast majority of things in this list are sources of impurity, Midira Bonon only. For example, Ha'oichel Oichel Rishain, Ha'oichel Oichel Shani, if somebody ate food that was a Rishain Latumar, or that was a Shani Latumar, Midra Bonon, that person is considered to be a Shani Latumar himself. And likewise, somebody who drinks a liquid that is Tomei, Midra Bonon, any time that a liquid becomes Tomei, it becomes Tomei as a Rishain Latumar. And the reason for these three laws is because the Chachomim were concerned that at the same time as a Koyen is eating truma, which is sanctified food that cannot become Tomei, sometimes at the same time as one is eating, he also takes a sip of some drink. 
He's unlikely to eat two different types of food at the same time, but to eat and drink at the same time, he might do that. And he might end up drinking Tomei liquid, a Tomei drink, at the same time as he is eating truma. Or it could be vice versa. It could be that he's eating regular non-sanctified food, which is Tomei, and he might come to, at the same time, drink a truma liquid, like a truma grape juice, for example. And that would mean that in his mouth, the truma would become Tomei as a shlishi letuma. So in order to avoid that happening, the Chachom decreed that the person himself would become Tomei, and that way he would certainly avoid, and he would realize, and he would never end up having truma and Tomei food or liquid in his mouth at the same time. Now a person or an object that becomes Tomei can be purified in a mikveh, a collection of water that fell there naturally. It wasn't water that was drawn by containers and poured into there. The water of a mikveh that fell in naturally can purify the person. Now, there used to be many caves where there would be pools of water that filled up naturally, and they were valid mikvahs. So people would go there, and they would submerge themselves fully in that water, but that water would often be very dirty. So immediately after that, they would have a shower, they would pour water over themselves from containers, and it got to a stage where people mistakenly started to think that the water that caused purification was not the water of the cave, but it was this act of having a shower and pouring water over oneself, that is what purified the person. And in order to make sure that people would stop thinking like this, the Chachomim decreed that if somebody, the majority of his body and his head, literally come under water that has been drawn, that means if he pours water over himself in this way, then he actually becomes Tome as a Shani Latuma. This is a very low level of impurity, but at least this way people would no longer think that it was this that was causing the purification. Quite the opposite. This makes one Tome as a Shani Latuma. Now, this decree refers to somebody who had been Tomei, and immediately after going to the mikveh, he poured water on himself. However, if the Chachomim were to say that specifically a person like that who pours water over himself becomes Tomei, but in general, when one pours water in the same way over himself, he remains pure, then people wouldn't really understand, they wouldn't really think that you become Tomei. They would equate the case of the person who had just been to the mikveh to a regular person who pours water over himself, and they would still think that you remain pure. So in order for this decree to really take hold, the Chachomim made an additional decree that even the Tahar, a regular pure person, if a large volume of three leg of drawn water falls onto him, or he pours onto him, then even he would become Tomei. So it's true that not in every single case that he pours water over himself, he would become Tomei, but since there are certain cases where he does, people would understand and they would realize that one who was Tomei and went to the mikveh and then immediately had a shower, he would always become Tomei on the low level of a Shani Latuma. The Hasefer, a scroll of one of the books of Tanakh, this also makes Truma Tomei. Why on earth would this be a source of impurity? The answer is that people would store their truma in hidden places, like on the shelves where there were scrolls, 
And the situation became such that there were mice that would come and eat part of the truma. And since the truma was right next to the scrolls, the mice would end up eating at the scrolls as well. So in order to prevent this happening, the Chachom decreed that the scrolls themselves would actually make the truma tome. And that way people would never store the truma together with the scrolls. The Hayodayim, a person's hands, if he is not watching over them intentionally, then there's a concern that he possibly touched some unclean parts of the body where there is sweat. And if somebody does that and then he touches food with those hands, the food might end up being not so fit to be eaten. And because of that, the Chachomim decreed that one who has hands that he hasn't watched over properly, so it could be that they touched some unclean parts of the body, those hands are considered to be a shani tumah, which means that without washing them and thus purifying them before touching trumah, he would make the trumah tome midrabonon. So certainly he would end up washing his hands before touching the trumah, and that way we would avoid any trumah being spoiled. Now the mission lists the one example in this list of something that is a shani tumah midraisa, and that is utavul yoim, somebody who has been to the mikveh, after becoming Tomei, and for the most part, his Tumar is removed when he goes to the mikveh. However, until the end of that day, until the beginning of the, the night, at nightfall, he still has a very small level of impurity that is equivalent to a Shani Latumar. So if he touches Trumar, then he would make the Trumar into a Shalishi Latumar. And the last two examples are the Ha'oichlin, the Ha'kelim, food or objects, Shanitmu Bamashkim, that become Tomei from a Tomei liquid. And this is, even if a liquid becomes a shani l'tumah, let's say a rishon touches a tome food or a tome item that is a rishon l'tumah. In such a case, with a raisa, the liquid becomes a shani l'tumah. And if that liquid then goes ahead and touches food or drink, the food or drink will not become, the food or different objects, they will not become tome because regular food cannot become tome from a shani l'tumah, only from a rishon l'tumah. And all the more so objects, they can only become tome from an avhatumah. However, there are certain liquids that are sources of impurity and are even considered to be an avhatumah. For example, the liquids that come out of a zolv's body. And in order to avoid people confusing those liquids with liquids that are just tome as a shani l'tumah, midra bonon, any tome liquid that touches food or an object makes it Tome Midrabonon as a Shani Latumah. So that's what the Mishnah lists over here, that if such an object or food that became Tome Midrabonon from the liquid, and is thus now a Shani Latumah Midrabonon, if it touches Truma, it would make the Truma a Shlishi Latumah, albeit Midrabonon. Solik Maseches Zovim Mazeltov. After mentioning the concept of a Tavul Yoim at the end of Maseches Zovim, we now move on to Maseches Tavul Yoim. And as we mentioned over there, a tavul yoim refers to a person as well as an item that was Tomei and it's been purified by being dipped into a mikveh, a collection of natural rainwater, and once the item or the person has been to the mikveh, for the most part, its impurity has left it or it's left the person. We'll talk about a person for now to make things simpler. However, a small level of impurity still remains with that person, and for the most part, this level of impurity is considered to be identical to a Shani Latumar, which is two levels lower than the primary Avhatumar impurity level. 
Now, the only thing that can become Tomei from a Shane Latuma is not regular food. Even regular food can only become up to a Shane Latuma. So if regular food touches a Shane Latuma, it won't become Tomei. However, sanctified food, like truma, which is the gift of one's produce that he gives to a Koyain, or the meat of Carbonis, these things can become Tomei even from a Shane Latuma, and they'll become a Shalisha Latuma, which is three levels lower down than a Avatuma. In fact, the meat of Carbonis in general can even become a Revi'ila Tuma, which is four levels lower. That's a stringency that exists with regards to the meat of Carbonis in relation to Truma, which is slightly less sanctified. Now, although we treat a Tavul Yom's impurity to be pretty much identical to a Shenila Tuma, it is actually slightly more lenient than a regular Shenila Tuma. For example, Something that became Tomei from a Tavul Yoim is now a Shlishila Tuma. However, that item does not have the ability to make the meat of Carbonis Tomei. In general, when the meat of Carbonis touches a Shlishila Tuma, something that became Tomei from a Shainila Tuma, so the meat becomes Tomei. However, if the item that is Tomei from the Tavul Yoim touches the meat of Carbonis, it would not make the meat Tomei. And the Mesechta is pretty much focused on the various leniencies that apply to a Tavul in comparison to other impurities. And one aspect of Tuma which is going to be discussed quite a lot in the Mesechta is Chibur. Chibur refers to the connection of different items, whether we view them as being separate or like one individual unit. And if we consider it to be one unit, then even if a source of impurity touches just a part of it, all of the different parts that are connected will become Tomei, as if they directly touch the source of impurity. And we're going to see that there are certain cases where, although with regards to regular impurity, we are stringent and we consider all of it to be like one individual unit, for the laws of Tavul Yoim, however, we are lenient and we consider it to be like separate items. And there are other leniencies that will be discussed in the Masechta. Hamachanis Chalus Amanas Lahafrish, one who brings in pieces of Chalodo with the intention to separate them later on. We're referring to a Koyain who receives gifts of Chalo, which is a portion of one's dough that he is obligated to separate and give to a Koyain. So he receives lots of smallish pieces of dough and he piles them up together with the intention to later on separate each one and bake them separately. The Noshru, but since they are piled together, they bite into each other. That is to say, they become stuck to each other slightly, such that if one were to take and separate one of the pieces of dough from the rest of the mixture, from the rest of the pile, it would take together with that a part of the dough to which it is stuck. All of the pile of the pile of these pieces of dough is considered to be a connection. We view it all as one unit, even with regards to the impurity of a tvulyoim. So if a tvulyoim touches just one of those pieces of dough, all of the pieces will become Tomei as a Shlishi Latuma. The status of Chala is pretty much the same as Truma. It can also become a Shlishi Latuma. And according to his Shammai, we view it all as one unit, even with regards to a Tavulyoim. Or Vesel, I remember Vesel say, Enochibur, it is not considered to be a connection, and therefore only the piece of dough which he touched will become Tomei. The reason for Hillel is because of the fact that the person had the intention to separate the pieces all along. So there was never a point at which we viewed them all as being the same unit. Now, according to Hillel, even with regards to other impurities, this is true. This is not a leniency that applies specifically to a Tavul Yoim. All right, next case. 
If there are pieces of dough, slices of dough, which is truma, it was baked from produce that was given to the Koyen as a gift of truma, and the slices of this dough are biting into each other. Again, that means that they are stuck together to the extent that if one were to take one slice away from the rest of it, it would bring together some of the other dough. And over here, when the pieces got stuck together, they weren't put there with the express intention to separate them later on. Or if if there are loaves of truma bread, which are also biting into each other and stuck to each other slightly, if one breaks a truma type of cake, and he places it directly on top of another one that is already baking in the oven before it crusts. By doing this, he definitely there's definitely a large chance that the doughs will get mixed together, and he wants them to be two separate cakes, which means that already from the beginning, it's obvious that he's going to come and separate them later on before they bake fully so that they don't connect and become like one cake. The and the bubbles that are on top of boiling water, or the foam and the froth that is formed above beans that are crushed and being boiled for the first time. They would be boiled several times. Each time the beans would get softer and the froth which forms on top of it would eventually become less separate and rather it would then end up being a part of the beans and it would become a mixture like porridge. But the first time that it is boiled, the foam and the froth is usually on top of the mixture of beans or and the foam or the froth that is formed on top of new wine as it ferments. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, even the foam that forms on top of rice when it is boiled, this is considered to be a connection. For example, if the tevul touches the bubbles, but he didn't touch the beans themselves, or if he touches those pieces of dough, they, we view it all as being like one unit. With regards to a tevul we do not view it all as being like one unit. It's not considered to be connected, and therefore only that which he touches will become tomei. And in the case of the foam, it won't make the beans tomei. However, in this case, Basil agree with regards to all other types of impurity, whether it's relatively lenient tumor, such as a rishon tumor, whether it is a more strict tumor, i.e. an avha tumor, it doesn't matter the entire leniency that Basil have over here is because it's tzvulyoim, whose impurity is anyway very light, and it's only the remainder of impurity that was once so it's specifically with regards to a tefull that Beis Hillel say that we do not view it as being a connection and as being one unit.